What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Thursday, December 10th, 2020. Thank you for tuning in today. On today's show, we're going to talk about some rumblings, because there were. There were a lot of rumblings yesterday throughout Major League Baseball regarding James McCann, regarding the Mets, regarding the Angels. We're going to discuss all that in segment number one. And then in segment two, we're going to talk about a hashtag that blew up all across Tigers Twitter and all across Michigan yesterday that was started by a friend of mine and a, and a fellow Tigers fan as well. And I'm, I'm going to discuss that kind of phenomenon. I mean, that, that's what it's become now and whether or not it's a legitimate possibility because it's not really someone I've talked about uh, since I've been doing this podcast, especially since he was non-tendered by the Rockies. So we're going to discuss that in segment number two. But here in segment number one, we're going to talk about yesterday's report that James McCann was pretty close to signing with the New York Metropolitans. And I believe it was Buster Olney who came in quickly, like several hours later, and said that this is not a done deal. They're still working out the details. James McCann is still very much a free agent. Uh, I believe it was Ken Rosenthal who reported that the Angels are still very much in play. I'm going to talk about both these teams real quick, and I'll start by talking about the Angels, because the Angels, it looks like, are going to try to make a move to try to snag James McCann away from the New York Mets. The Angels, very little of what they do makes sense to me. I I mean, they are a dumpster fire, in my opinion, of an organization. They are a poorly run franchise that fell into Mike Trout. Like, Like, they are one of the most poorly run teams in the entire sport. The fact is they have had the best baseball player probably the last 25, 50 years, really, and they've done nothing with them. And their free agent signings have been suspect. I think the Rendon move was fine. You know, you add a piece in that lineup who is a consistent bat, solid defender. You know, Anthony Rendon's a great player, so I'm not going to knock him for that signing. But uh, uh, the other moves that they have made, I I talked about them a little bit the other day where they they traded for Rossell Iglesias and they signed Jose Iglesias. Not bad players, but not guys that are going to move the needle either. Not guys that I think are going to get this team into the postseason. And look, James McCann has become a nice story after the Tigers let him go after an abysmal 2018 season. He bounced back with an all-star campaign in 2019 and was very good last year as well in limited action in 2020. He's not a bad player, but I've talked about catchers before. I went on a whole diatribe about James McCann and about who I would sign to be a catcher long-term. I'm not going to go into all of that, but like, let's say that let's say the Angels sign James McCann. Let's say they snag him away from the Mets, and he ends up going to Los Angeles. And let's say James McCann has the best seasons of his career. Let's say they sign him to a four-year deal, and in three of those years, he's electric. He's one of the best hitting catchers in all of baseball. We know he's not a good defender, but let's just say he puts up monster numbers. What does that mean for the Angels? It means they have a great lineup. It means that they're going to score a lot of runs. It means they're going to hit a lot of home runs. James McCann, good player, solid player. You know, I, I don't think he's uh, up to getting a four-year deal, in my opinion, but you know, solid enough players had a nice, some two great bounce-back seasons. But he's not a guy who's going to get the Angels to the postseason. The Angels' issues have been since 2014. It's lied in their starting pitching. That's where the problems have been. Ever since Garrett Richards blew out his knee in, I believe it was August of 2014, this team has not had an ace. And yeah, they've had some horrifically bad luck. You know, I mean, Tyler Skaggs passing away. He was a solid pitcher for them, right? But, you know, they have not had an ace in a long time. And this whole thing that they're trying to do of just building this monster offense, it, it will only work to a point. 
No team in the history of baseball has ever won a World Series without solid starting pitching. And even Ken Rosenthal tweeted, I mean, Ken Rosenthal's about as much of a pro as there is. He just flat out tweeted, he's like, yeah, James McCann's a good player. James McCann can't pitch for him. This is not what the Angels need. The Angels need great pitching. They missed out on Cole. They missed out on Ryu. To me, if they're smart, they would put all of their eggs into signing Trevor Bauer. They would, they would put all their eggs in the Bauer basket because that makes sense. They need an ace because they're not that far away. Like they're far away, but they're not that far away. They're not as far away as say the Tigers are right now or the Royals are right now. They're two really good starting pitchers away from potentially being a playoff team. And what, uh, what bothers me about them is that they've been that way for several years now. They've, they've been that way pretty much every year since 2015, 2016, and they never do anything about it. They aren't good at developing starting pitching. I mean, Griffin Koenig seems like he's he's okay. He might be all right, but he's not going to be—his his ceiling is not particularly high. He's like a, a solid three in a rotation. They need a lot more, but they keep banging their head against the wall, insisting if we build up this offense, if we, if we put guys in the lineup around Mike Trout, it'll help us get to the postseason— I mean, the proof is in the pudding. How's that worked out for you so far? They've been abysmal. Last year, they were unwatchable. How can a team with Mike Trout be that bad? It's disgraceful, but uh, enough about the Angels. The, The Mets may or may not sign James McCann. The rumor is, is that Steve Cohen right now is willing to go out and get both George Springer and Trevor Bauer this offseason, and that's including if they also get James McCann. Look, we're, we're a long ways away from seeing how the Cohen era in New York is going to work, right? But so far, he's checked off every box, and you look at a guy who's literally come out and said, I am willing to dish out the money to sign Springer, Bauer, and McCann. I am willing to dish out the money to be a world champion next year. I don't care what it takes. It's been a long time since we've seen an owner be that ruthless. Like like Mike Illich was a guy who was like that too. I'm going to throw all caution to the wind. I'm going to spend money. I'm going to get a GM who's going to go out and sign and trade for players. I want to build a champion. But even Mike Illich had a little bit of restraint. Not much, but a little bit. Cohen just seems to have none. And I don't think we've seen this kind of ruthlessness by an owner since maybe George Steinbrenner. And I'm not saying that Steve Cohen is going to have the impact in Queens that that George Steinbrenner had on the Bronx. But as an outsider who's not really a fan of that team, I mean, I root for him because I love Jacob deGrom, but the word for that organization probably right now is just hope. I mean, I think they believe in the direction that they're going, and Steve Cohen will probably make some mistakes. He's going to throw out a ton of money. He's probably going to end up signing some bloated contracts. I mean, if they get James McCann to a four-year deal, that's going to be bloated contract number one, but he has infinite money and infinite resources, and I don't think they're ever going to let up. And especially coming off of the heels of the Wilpon era where they had a lot of money but were as cheap as any owners in sports, that's got to be exciting. I would I would kill to have Steve Cohen owning the Detroit Tigers right now. I'd kill for it. I'm, a, I'm hungry. Feed me, please. Give me Steve Cohen. I'd love to have him. I think he's doing a great job. And I think him interacting with uh, reporters on social media, you know, he's walking that fine line where he's like he's not annoying about it, but there is a charm to it. And it's something that 
a lot of owners are afraid to do. Like I, I talked about this during the labor negotiations last year, where it's like the owners would just throw out, okay, we're, we're going to do you know sixty percent prorated for X amount of games, and then they would just run and hide in their holes. They had no one who, w- who would come out and speak for them. You have a guy in Steve Cohen who's on the front lines, who's talking, who's using social media as his platform. I think it's awesome, man. And uh, I, if you're a Mets fan, whether they get James McCann or not, I mean, in my opinion, they'd probably dodge a bullet because I'm not signing James McCann to a four year deal, but they're going to get their guys because they're willing to spend the money to get their guys. And speaking as a Tigers fan and watching an owner who seems uh, unwilling to get his his hands a little bit dirty right now, it's it's kind of sad, but it's it's exciting to watch as an outsider seeing uh, an owner be this upfront and this ruthless. I think it's very exciting if you're a New York Mets fan. All right, so that will do it for segment number one. When I come back, I'm going to talk about the uh, the hashtag that set Tigers Twitter ablaze. We'll be right back. And we're back, everybody. So I got to talk about this. Yesterday, uh, my my friend and uh, fellow uh, CMU, I don't know if he graduated yet. Uh, if he if he didn't, then he's in the same boat as me. I think he might have, but I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't talked to him in a little bit, except for just kind of small exchanges on Twitter. He started a hashtag uh, hashtag Dull to Detroit, talking about Rockies former. Rockies outfielder David Dahl and 2019 All-Star. He is completely gung-ho about getting David Dahl in a Detroit Tigers uniform. He's going to be 27 years old this year. First of all, Scott, I mean, you you are a, a sly tart, my friend. I mean, I've been trying for, for years to get a hashtag trending throughout Michigan, and uh, this guy was able to do it. Everyone was tweeting about it. Uh, a draft neck Mark was tweeting about it. Foolish Baseball was tweeting about it. It was becoming a, a pretty big deal and a pretty big story, so that's a lot of fun. It's been a long time since I've had a lot of fun on Twitter, so it's nice to see people you know, using that platform to kind of to kind of have some fun and, and hopefully start something of a movement, but you know, congratulations to him on, on enjoying this, and and I hope that uh, this thing blows up. I hope it happens, but let's let's talk about the possibility of this. David Dahl is going to be 27 years old this year. He played parts of four years in Colorado, I believe, was drafted by them as well. Pretty good numbers in his career: 828 OPS, 286 lifetime batting average. Was abysmal last year in 24 games. Injuries got in the way. Only a 470 OPS. I mean, that's pitiful. But the year before that had an all-star season in 100 games, 877 OPS, 15 home runs, drove in 61 runs. You know, you do have to throw the caveat out there. He did play at Coors. Look, I'm going to burst some people's bubble right here, but I guess that's kind of what I'm best at at this point. I don't think that this is going to happen. And I don't think this is going to happen because I think Chris Illich is insanely cheap. Quote, to be completely honest with you, that's that's the biggest reason for it. Now, is it out of the realm of possibility? It's not. It's not because considering the year David Dahl had last year, we could have kind of a, a Jonathan Scope situation. What I mean by that is Jonathan Scope in 2017 had an insane year. He had like a 6-point-something war. I mean, he was one of the better players in baseball, one of the better second basemen in baseball. I think he was probably the second best second baseman in the American League that year, and that was the year that Jose Altuve won the MVP. I mean, he was insanely good. Followed that up in a contract season in 2018 and was pitiful because of that. He'd gotten, he's gotten back-to-back one-year deals, but it, those one-year deals are not a reflection of how good of a player he actually is. Jonathan Scope, a solid player. You have a guy in David Dahl right now, only 27 years old, does have kind of a, a history of injury. There are detriments to his game, and we need to talk about those. He's got a career 2.7 
0.7 offensive war. That's solid. Wasn't good last year, but, you know, like I said, I don't put a ton of stake into what guys did a year ago. Negative 2.5 defensive war. And that seems to kind of be a running trend with a lot of Colorado Rockies outfielders. Like, Charlie Blackman, if he was just mediocre defensively, in 2017, 2018, would have been considered one of the best players in all of baseball and had monster seasons, but not good defensively. Neither was David Dahl. And especially in a park like Colorado that's so tough to pitch in, as good as those guys are offensively, as capable as those guys are of hitting 25, 30 home runs a year, I think that's been kind of a detriment. I think it's been one of the reasons why that team was never really able to get over the hump. I mean, they made the playoffs a couple times, but defensively their outfield was pretty putrid. The reason I bring up Jonathan Scope is that I think that David Dahl's value, especially now that he's been non-tendered, probably goes down, which means that some team, hopefully the Tigers, right, will take a chance on him. We'll say, hey, you know what? You didn't have a great year last year. We're going to forget about that. We're going to sign you to a to a two-year deal or a one-year deal with a team option, and we're going to bring you to Detroit and see what you could do. Much like every free agent on the market right now, my criteria is pretty simple. Is this guy a good player? If the answer is yes, I would be fine with the Tigers signing him. Because here's the truth. The Tigers, over the last four years, haven't had a lot of good players. Now they signed Scope and and Crone last year, and I I praised those signings, said, hey, you know what? I'm not saying these guys are going to set the world on fire. They're objectively good players. They're objectively good hitters. I'm fine having them in Detroit. I feel the same way about David Dahl. No low risk, high reward. I don't see anyone dishing out a ton of money for him, and this is this would be a perfect Al Avila, Chris Illich signing, because if it's true, and Chris McCoskey controversially reported on this several days ago, if it's true that they don't want to spend big money, right? All right, you know what? I hate that. I think that's embarrassing. I think you're putting the fan base through hell again, but if it's true that you're not going to you know reach for the stars, if it's true you're not going to sign LeMahieu or make a run for Bauer or make a run for Riamuto, okay, be smart with your signings. Sign good players, especially with the way that things have gone down this offseason, where you've seen good players. I don't. I think in a regular season, if we were coming off of a regular 162-game campaign, no COVID, I don't think a guy like Schwarber would have been non-tendered. I don't think a guy like Dahl would have been non-tendered, which means you have several really solid options that you could sign for cheap, bring to Detroit, put up good numbers for you. Not saying they're going to be cornerstone pieces long-term, but the goal right now is improvement. The goal right now is fielding a team that's going to be better than you've been over the last several seasons, and David Dahl is a player that would allow for that. He's a good hitter. He was an all-star in 2019. You don't have a lot of all-stars on your team right now. Who's the only all-star you have? Joe Jimenez, who made the all-star team in 2018 and has been gutter trash ever since? You know, Jamer probably would have made it a year ago, but who cares? They, they played they played 50 games. It doesn't count. Look, I've stated my piece about David Dahl. I'd be totally fine with him playing in Detroit. I see no issues with a potential signing. But the one thing I will say, and this is true, and this is where I give Scott and I give everyone who tweeted about this a lot of credit. I didn't tweet about it because I'm done with Twitter. And I will address all that stuff on a later date. But I was happy to see this. And I hope that something like this, which was trending in the state of Michigan, so it was it was a solid deal, right, crosses... Al Avila's path or crosses Chris Illich's path because I think a movement like this shows that so many people, myself included, are so sick of the cheapness. We're so sick of seeing the 
kind of product that we've seen on a major league ball field over the last several years. We're tired of it, and I think more with social media being as powerful as it is nowadays, I hope something like this potentially, and I don't think it will, but I can dream, potentially shakes the front office out of apathy. People are dying for something to be excited about, and this movement, this hashtag, it made a lot of people excited, and you know what? More power to you, man. I'm happy to see so many people uh, being a part of something. I think that's dope, especially in a time in which so many people are so angry and bitter and we're in such a divided, divisive culture. I think it was cool, and I give Scott and everyone involved in that a lot of credit. Hey, I hope it happens. It'd be a dope story. Before we end this podcast today, I am going to end on, on a somber but necessary note. Uh, my friend, Tyler Webb, a Central Michigan graduate, his... Mother passed away yesterday from cancer. I'll I'll give you guys just a little rundown here before I, I send out the link to the GoFundMe. I met Tyler my last year at Central Michigan, and it was that year where I, I met a lot of guys that I continue to keep in touch with to this day. I, I should reach out to them more because they're responsible for some of the best memories of my life, and I include uh, Tyler in that. He's a huge, huge baseball fan. Uh, one of the only guys I know who can go toe-to-toe with me in a baseball argument, and um, I-, I know him, and I know his friends, and I know that community, and they're strong people, and they're loving people, and they're caring people, and that is reflected in the kind of response that I've seen on social media to his mother's passing. Um, this is awful, and 2020 has been awful and and sometimes I complain and say oh man I'm so upset that I'm not able to create content and it's like you you hear about something like this and and all that stuff just gets thrown out the window and so I'm gonna leave in the link to this podcast um, the the, the link to his GoFundMe for his mother to uh, raise some money for uh, her memorial Uh, anything you guys could add in uh, would help you know, I have been lucky enough to fall into a very fortunate platform here, and I don't take that for granted. And if the best thing I do with this platform is just yell and rant about the Tigers, then I'm doing something wrong. This is the stuff that's truly important to me, and I hope if you're out there listening and you have time during this holiday season, I know times are tough, uh, dish out some money and donate. Um I speak for everyone at the Lockdown Podcasting Network. I speak for myself, and I speak for the Tigers community. Tyler, uh, we're all with you and your family, and if you need anything, just reach out to me. All right, buddy, we're with you. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. I mean, I just said I'm done on Twitter, but you can follow me there anyway at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes. Leave a written positive five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much, everybody. I will be right back here tomorrow. Mailbag show. Mailbag show on Friday. So if you have any questions, send those in on Twitter uh, at LockedOnTigers, and I will answer them tomorrow. I'll put out the tweet so you guys can send them to me. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening today. I will be right back here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.